A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford for four decades, nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford has been taking care of the community, of the local sports teams, and providing you with exceptional customer service. You can go experience that for yourself. Their non-commissioned sales staff will make sure that you they hook you up at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. That is where you go to make all kinds of money on March Madness. I'll tell you about the offer that they have for you guys later on in the show. But in the meantime, go download the app and plug in the promo code A to Z Sports to start winning money right now. Gary Ashton Remax and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agency of the Titans, the Preds, who are up 2-1, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Your dream address without the stress is what they offer you, courtesy of the Ashton team. GaryAshton.com is where you go. And of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. That is who you trust with your uh, commercial or residential HVAC needs, by the way, at Brymac.com. Okay, so there's been a lot of movement on the cornerback market, also on the wide receiver market, but none in your favor at this point. And so many people, many people are saying this, right? I sound like a former U.S. president. Many, many people are saying this, that the Titans are in a bad position with their secondary. Now, of course, the moves that they have made so far are not the only moves that they're going to make. They still need cornerback help. They still need safety help. But there's only so many draft picks that they have. And right now, the moves that they've made don't indicate, outside of Janoris Jenkins, which I think is a good move, they signed Kevin Johnson today who was with Mike Vrabel in Houston as a first-round draft pick in 2015, but his career has been largely, I mean, not largely, almost exclusively disappointing to this point. Now there are other names out there on the free agency market. Desmond King is going to be a Houston Texan, by the way. I told you guys that he would not be returning, and that has since been decided. He's going to Houston on a one-year, about $3 million deal. Now the situation becomes... What do you do about the secondary? So I want to know from you guys, how are you feeling at this point? Grade how the Titans have handled their secondary in free agency. Your Two Rivers Ford take is how we will get this done. Give me a letter grade for the Tennessee Titans, John Robinson, and his handling of the free agent signings and the cuts, by the way. Cutting a Dory Jackson, letting Malcolm Butler go, letting Kenny Vaccaro go letting Desmond King walk and end up in the division for a team that is not necessarily competitive right now, but you never know. Right now, let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV, your Two Rivers Ford take. I see Neil, Real Nick Wright. I see Nicholas Raper. I see Texas Sports 1015. I see Jeff Sawyer, Anthony Hill, Brandon, Brad, Karen, Chris, Jason. I see all of you. It's great to see you here on a Thursday night, but I need you to respond to the question. Your Two Rivers Ford take here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. While you guys do that, I will tell you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Go test drive a Ford Bronco. Go do it right now. Well, not right now because they're closed. But do it tomorrow morning or this weekend because the weather is going to be beautiful. Get the windows down. Go get an a Ford Bronco Sport. Take it for a cruise because they've got them on the lot right now at Two Rivers Ford. I saw some of you say that you have already ordered your Ford Broncos. Some of you have said, I believe it was just a fan, that is going for the electric Mach-E Mustang. The new F-150 is a badass vehicle, too. Go check them out in Mount Juliet. Go visit with their non-commissioned sales staff, who will put no pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. Do so with the best in the business for over almost, excuse me, almost 40 years here in Middle Tennessee at Two Rivers Ford or online at tworiversford.com. Your Two Rivers Ford take here tonight. Kevin Pierce, or excuse me, Jordan Pierce says, Kevin who? (laughs) Yes, Kevin Johnson. He was a first-round pick by the Houston Texans at Wake Forest in 2015. I believe that was the same draft that Marcus Mariota went to the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me as I take a sip of my coffee at 816 at night. It's probably a bad idea. But, you know, I got a lot of work to do. Free agency's nuts. And I got a radio show. I got a primetime show. I got just, you know, let me drink my coffee. (laughs) 
here I am getting defensive and nobody's pushing back on me. Titans Facebook and Twitter has been an absolute brawl this week. It's why I love it. It gives me life. You guys are ripping each other apart at the seams on the internet, and it's not good for you. I would advise you to treat each other better and also just take a breath. It's going to be okay for the most part under these two uh, individuals tasked with helping you build a better football team, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. But I understand your angst because the moves at this point in the secondary have not been satisfactory, nor will they be uh, until something is added to them. Now, that could be in the draft. They Kyle Fuller is out on the open market. I think that he is going to be uh, – it, it sounds like right now he's going to end up in Denver because Vic Fangio, who was, of course, his defensive coordinator in Chicago, now the head coach of the Denver Broncos, they could use secondary help. They've always got a strong defense there in Denver. Uh, so it looks like the Titans may not make it for Kyle Fuller's services, but they should certainly try. For a 29-year-old, he's an exceptional corner. He has been a pro bowler in his career. Uh, he comes from, a, obviously, an incredible family, of course. I think one of one of his uh, relatives played corner for the Titans at some point. Uh, I think his older brother, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Drew says, you're such a big deal. I know, Drew. I have so much to do. <laughs> Sorry. I know. That's a, that's a little douchey. Uh, he's blown up the team, says Kevin Pomeroy. But you guys aren't giving me grades. I'm asking you to grade John Robinson's handling of the secondary through free agency so far. There are the grades. Okay, I have to scroll up a little bit. You guys are commenting fast and fierce, and I'm doing my best to keep up. Derek Kind says, B minus. Need more so far. Wide receiver is is the only core that's worse as Troy Wood. Well, you know, Troy, I would kind of dispute that. Just not not that it can't get better, but right now you you just straight up don't have a secondary. Like right now, your secondary is Breon Borders, Christian Fulton, and Janoris Jenkins. That's not. I don't think that's better than what you had last year. Now, admittedly, what you had last year was not good either. But at this point, you need more top end players. You need more starting caliber corners. And by the way, you still need a safety, even though it's likely going to be Imani Hooker who fills in next to Kenny Bacar, excuse me, next to Kevin Byard. C minus from Corey D. Jackson. Lewis Chesney is giving him an E just straight off the board. D minus for Scott Trevathan. A C from David. A D from Daniel. Uh, I guess the plan is to run Henry into the ground, says Ethan Ramsey. Yeah, right. Right now they don't have much. They don't have much in the way of wide receiver help either, and that is the problem that you feel a little better about them addressing in the draft. And also you can probably get a good corner at 22 or, or if one is sitting there in the low teens that you can jump up and get one. But at this point, you know, not everything can be solved through the draft. You have a ton of needs. You need tackle help. You need defensive line help. Still, you need help at safety. You need help at corner. You need help at wide receiver. You probably need help at inside linebacker. Cause just because Jayon Brown is back on a one-year deal, he's probably going to want to test the market again when he thinks he can pay get paid more. Like, uh, Jayon Brown thought his thought his market floor was going to be $14 million this year because of some of the contracts that were signed last year. He's coming back on a $5 million deal that I'm hearing is very, very incentive-based. It is not Jayon Brown-friendly at all, and we're going to talk to him via Zoom tomorrow, so hopefully, you know, we won't have a primetime show between then. Uh, and the radio show will be done before then, so we won't have a chance to talk about it. But I'll certainly write something about it over the weekend at azsportsnashville.com. So why the hell sign him, says Apollo, if he's been a disappointment his whole career? That's stupid. But again, we better be trying to talk to Kyle Fuller. Well, again, right now, Apollo, it sounds like he's leaning Denver and that Denver is going to make a really strong play for him. Doesn't take the Titans out of the running, but Denver is certainly the favorite in that. As it relates to Kevin Johnson, you know, I mean, Mike Vrabel has a tendency to go get players he knows. Uh, Mike was on the Texans staff when when Kevin Johnson was a first-round pick by that organization. And since then, he has played very poorly. Now, it's uh, I saw Paul Kaharski put out there earlier that his, his sense is that the Titans view Kevin Johnson. I keep wanting to say Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Kevin Johnson, who is on the Titans roster, Kyle Fuller, who you would like to have on the Titans roster, it is Paul's sense, I guess he talked to somebody earlier today, that feels that Kevin Johnson is best suited as a nickel corner in the Titans defense. And the film would tell you otherwise, because he was not very good for the Browns last year either. And he certainly was a flame out with the Houston Texans. Uh, Brandon says D plus for the secondary. AZ Mick on YouTube says a D. 
B, go get Kyle Fuller, says Tim Everett. Well, it would be a B if they went and got Kyle Fuller. C, the Dupree move was an A plus, but, or excuse me, an A, but the rest of them leave more questions than answers, says Aaron Ploshnik. Stacy says a B. Justin Gross says a C plus. Evan Ferguson says an A. He's really the only one who is uh, taking that position at that point. But, you know, you're allowed to... Uh, you're allowed to uh, to have that position if you so choose. Drew says, go get J.C. Horn. I love J.C. Horn. If they can get him, that would be spectacular, and you would feel uh, if uh, you would feel much better. Coach Payton says, if I say Buck sent me any discount, are you talking about Two Rivers Ford? Um, you know, they would certainly be more inclined to work with you, and for, you know, I know these things are usually negotiable, but I can't tell you that they would give you any kind of a percentage off your purchase if you're talking about uh, two Rivers. They would certainly be happy uh, to hear from you, though, at Two Rivers Ford, of course. Uh, no horn, F. No horn, F for Drew. Okay, so Drew says an F if they don't draft that corner. Uh, if you get horn, equals a B plus. Okay, Drew, you are all caps, and I appreciate you for it. You're, you're very passionate about your situation. Uh, heck, Buck, you'll be up all night, says John Bertani. I mean, John, I don't sleep anyway, so it's uh, it's not, it is par for the course. A deep Plus from Patrick Glanton uh, and <laughs> Evan Ferg says, listen to me, uh, which, which by the way, our friends from uh, J. Martin Ramon are saying that's, that's what the title of my radio show should be. But at this point, um, yeah, right now it's just the Buck Rising show. Anyway, uh, let's see. James Tatum says, so Buck, who's going after Casey Hayward from the Chargers? Right now, James, nobody. Uh, and... I have not watched a ton of Chargers, to be honest with you, so I don't want to give you a an invalid uh, an invalid assessment. But some of the film analysts that I trust and that I have on the radio show on a regular basis are saying that he is largely washed at this point in his career. I can't give you that evaluation myself. I would be lying to you if I said I've watched a bunch of Chargers uh, secondary play this offseason. I have not. But you know who else doesn't have a market, which I find very interesting, and I haven't tweeted that out yet. Uh, but Adoree Jackson isn't getting any looks. That I find very, very interesting. That makes uh, that makes you wonder what his medical status is right now, because I haven't heard a word about Adoree Jackson, even though he's been out on the open market now for two days. And uh, there are plenty of teams, of course, that could use secondary help. Your two rivers for take grade the Tennessee Titans handling of the secondary. I will tell you that I would be much more inclined to give them a better grade because I don't know producer Reed if I gave you a grade for uh oh I did give you a grade and that's funny. Here's what I'll tell you about my grade. I'll tell you that right after you hear from the player or the coach, uh, the former coach of the player that I would very much like the Tennessee Titans to add. Hey, Matt, um, how valuable is it for the defense to have a corner like Kyle, who seemingly obviously has great ball skills, but also it's pretty rare at that position with how physical he plays, not just breaking up passes, but also against the run? Yeah, no, he's, he's he can do everything there. I mean, back there. And, and you know what, too, that I, I really appreciate about Kyle is the amount of work he puts in um, off the field at home in regards to just studying film. I mean, Here's a guy that's been in this league for a long time. He's seen a lot of different wide receivers, a lot of different comp, uh, route combinations from teams. And, and so um, what you see is a guy that has great ball skills, has really good eyes and vision um, and, and, and super smart. But then also, like you just said, is he's not, he's not scared to go ahead and, and um, you know, throw his shoulder pads around a little bit. And he's made two really, really big hits. Um, one, unfortunately that was, um, you know, flagged and the other one was a huge play for us. So, uh, I think it's just an appreciation for who he is, and uh, it, it's important to have those guys. You know what, uh, Matt Nagy, coach of the Chicago Bears, for how much longer, we're not sure, but it is very important to have those guys. That's Matt Nagy, of course, the coach of the Chicago Bears currently, and of the former team of Kyle Fuller. He is saying very much that you need to, you you need players like that, and I'm very much inclined to agree with Matt Nagy. I will tell you what my grade for the Tennessee Titans will be until they get somebody like Kyle Fuller or until that need is addressed through the draft, even though there's over a month until we finally get to the draft. I will tell you that here in just a second, right after I remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, because of course, 
We do this show from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. And March is finally upon us. The tournament is 100% here. March biggest tournament finally here. Of course, we do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know that there will be no shortage of madness. That's why you need the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, because they're putting you in the middle of the action. $4 on an underdog. That's all you got to bet, and you'll win $256 if they win. It's just that simple. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code A to Z Sports, like you see behind me, to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They get it done, no question. Okay, so Fuller is, uh, is saying that at this point, oh, apparently the details on Bud Dupree's contract just came out. So let me uh, let me find that for you, according to Albert Breer. Thank you, Jay Domsky on Periscope for pointing that out. I'll give you, I will regale it because we've been waiting. We don't, we still don't have contract details on Janoris Jenkins. Uh, or at this point, Morgan, actually, I saw Paul tweet out the Morgan Cox details. Okay, so Titans linebacker Bud Dupree's five-year $82.5 million deal. He gets $16 million in signing bonus, $34 million over the first two years, $33.75 million fully guaranteed. Okay, so we still don't know the cap hit, though, uh, for Bud Dupree, which is very, very important to understand better the finances that the Titans have available to them at this point. So keep an eye on that uh, as we continue to move forward. Thank you. For uh, thank you, Jay Domsky, for pointing that out. I do not have Breer's notifications on, but it's good to know those facts at the very least. Getting back to the corners because it's important to know how much they're giving Bud Dupree this year, or what his cap hit is this year, so you can understand how much more they have to spend. Uh, Ian Rappaport just gave it as well, according to uh, according to somebody on Periscope. I don't see Rappaport. Uh, I don't see Rappaport saying anything about. Uh, about Bud Dupree. So, uh, do you have any idea what Janoris Jenkins' contract is looking like? Says uh, R3KT3E on YouTube. I, it's a bunch of numbers and letters. Uh, no, they don't. We don't have the uh, we don't have the uh, the the contract details yet for Janoris Jenkins, and the cap it is not being reported yet. So that is something that's very important. But back to the subject matter at hand. The situation for Kyle Fuller, it's a pretty dire need. Now, can they get a corner in the draft? Yes. Are they going to bank on all of these things? Given how, here's here's how I'll put it in perspective for you. Because the grade that I'm going to give the Tennessee Titans right now, it's a cop-out because I'm asking you guys, scale of one, or excuse me, not scale of one to 10, to grade John Robinson's handling of the secondary through free agency. Brian Bowman, what is my grade? My grade is incomplete incomplete. I'm not going to give you a letter number a letter grade tonight because it is incomplete until they do something more. Right now they have one starting outside corner. They don't have a slot corner. They don't have a depth corner. I mean they do have a depth corner and they believe uh Kevin Johnson to be their nickel corner, but that is deeply concerning because he has shown no ability to do that so far. Until they have at least another outside corner, I can't give them a grade. Until they make a move for somebody like Kyle Fuller or commit to drafting a top-end corner in the draft in the first round or the second round, I think it's just flat-out incomplete because I understand the need to judge uh, to judge uh, the situation right out of the gate, and right now the moves are unsatisfactory. Of course, I do like Janoris Jenkins. Uh, I don't like Kevin Johnson by any stretch of the imagination. I did not want them to bring back Desmond King, and I told you that they were not going to bring back Desmond King, and they have let him since walk for the Texans. But at this point, the grade for the Titans and their secondary is incomplete, as the secondary currently is. 
The safety help is not there. As Zach would say, boo this man. I understand, Shrike. I, I get it. It's 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 you know, it's like giving you guys a scale to one to ten question and and giving you a five because I'm sitting on the fence. But what straight up, it's not oh, I, I have forgotten about Christian Fulton. Yes, Co- Christian Fulton is gonna play on the outside. So you do have starting that is a good correction by Ethan. I straight up forgot about Christian Fulton in the middle of all this. Christian Fulton and Janoris Jenkins are going to be your outside corner. Johnson and Borders are going to buy for the nickel job. Jo- Borders also is better suited on the outside for their primarily man zone, or excuse me, man coverage scheme that they are planning to want. Thank you, Ethan, for reminding me that, <laughs> that Christian Fulton is around. That would bet that would that was a bad brain fart by me. But your point is a coward. Says Texas sports pick a grade. Why is no one talking about J.C. Jackson? Um, I do still think, though, my my point stands. Richard Sherman, you know, I had a I had a Titans I had a Titans player bring up Richard Sherman to me the other day, try to make the argument to me about a uh, about Richard Sherman. I literally I did what I'm doing right now. Like I just sat there rubbing my temple. Like Richard Sherman at 34 years old, he's an ultimate competitor. Of course, incredible leadership ability has had a fantastic career. Um, but no, thank you. I just I just don't think that's the solution right now. I don't think that Richard Sherman helps you substantially in the way that you need help. I think if you looked at Richard Sherman that way, you would just be setting yourself up for a Jonathan Joseph situation, a dude who is highly regarded in the league, a dude who is a high character player, a high effort player, a high energy player, and somebody who right now can't play up to the level that you need him to play. Uh, Deshaun Watson, if he ends up playing, and God knows what hap- what's happening with Deshaun Watson. I feel terrible for that dude. Um, as the subject of now a league investigation on top of three civil lawsuits that have just recently been filed by massage therapists, a whole complicated situation. Frankly, I don't know how to cover really well. But the point stands right now that Richard Sherman doesn't help you substantially. Uh, on a grade of, uh, on a scale of A through F, I give him a meh, says Brian Comer. Uh, Ethan says wide receiver is definitely a more pressing need than the secondary right now. Good thing is those are our only holes. Ethan, I disagree. I think you need tackle help. Uh, Kendall Lamb spoke to us for the first time today. By the way, you guys are going to love him. I don't know how many of you watched the Kendall Lamb press conference uh, on Zoom. Uh, But at this point, um, at this point, Kendall Lamb is your starting right tackle. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What year is it? When was Joseph highly regarded? Jonathan Joseph is, he is very well respected. Uh, he's, he's a high character individual just because I ripped him for how bad a, of a player he was last year. Doesn't mean that he's not highly regarded now in terms of like ability on the field, by the way, he's still got a job. Like you want to, you want to talk about how highly regarded Jonathan Joseph is. He's heading into year 15. He looked terrible last year for the Titans. He got on another roster immediately. He ended up in Arizona, and he just recruited J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Jay Domsky, don't tell me that this man isn't highly regarded. If nothing else, for his, if nothing else but his recruiting skills, this dude continues to get jobs for a reason, and it's not just because he can he can call up Clowney or call up Watt and say, "Hey, come play with me on this team." Uh, come on, Buck says uh, Mike Wash. Joseph had a hell of a career for a long time, but he was never at Sherman level. I'm not saying that they're at the same level of play. Richard Sherman was obviously with the Legion of Boom, a far more, I mean, I don't know. Jonathan Joseph early in his career with the Bengals was a really, really good player. Uh, I know that your, your, your lasting image of him will be the, you know, the last time you played the Bengals when he got absolutely skunked. And then the next, not the next, I can't remember. It was the next day or the Monday after when him and Vic Beasley got cut after the, uh, after the Bengals game, but like Jonathan Joseph never played in a Super Bowl like Richard Sherman did, and is not not nearly as loud as Richard Sherman is. But this dude had a really really good career. He was a very very talented player early on. Uh, would Butler come back on the cheap? Says Troy Wood. Uh, he was tweeting out yesterday that he was feeling disrespected, so I don't think so uh, at this point. Uh, the cornerback class in this draft is lackluster at best. Says Jordan Mayberry. We should move up for certain. The only proven cornerback. The others were murdered by Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. I mean, listen, those are really good players, Jordan, but I understand what you're saying. The other cornerbacks not in the SEC were not tested. And listen, that that's that's sometimes that's not valid criticism, but like look at Kevin Johnson, first round pick out of Wake Forest. He was not playing against NFL level competition in the ACC and then looked terrible 
when he got to the NFL. And now he's on your roster. Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, hang on, somebody asked me what about who. I lost the comment because you guys are commenting quickly and in a hurry. Buck the secondary. It was the highest paid the last two seasons in the NFL. Yeah, it was a really good secondary. The MMCMB was a real thing. Even when it was, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the strong safety that tore his ACL. Um, Jonathan Cyprian. Logan Ryan, Jonathan Cyprian, Malcolm Butler, uh, Kevin Byard, uh, Logan Ryan, and Adoree Jackson. It was a good secondary. And then they got better with Vaccaro. And then they got paid like they were, and then they aged out of their contracts. Like that, it's okay. It happens. Now you have to reset. Now you're spending more money on the pass rusher uh, to help a secondary that may not have been or may not be as top-end talented as your last secondary was. But now let's move on because I feel like we've spent a lot of time on this uh, at this point. And there's – because somebody is asking me – oh, I lost the comment. You guys are very active in the comment section, which I appreciate. Keep that up. Uh, But it does make it hard for me to keep track of your comments because somebody asked about, is Kyle Fuller in play? Tristan asked me, could we get Kyle Fuller? And the answer is yes, but one thing has to happen. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment because you see there John Robinson on your screen. You see restructure season for a team that has not yet even approached players about restructures. And a lot of you are wondering why. The question that I'm asking you here tonight is which Titans player would you most want to take a restructure? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. We will discuss at length together. You will hear from the player who I think is a prime restructuring candidate uh, on the other side. But first, I'm going to tell you about the fine folks at Gary Ashton Remax, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Bud Dupree coming here for at least, based on the structure of the contract, probably about three years uh, on a five-year deal. But for the three years while he's here, he's going to use the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. That's Gary Ashton. He's the official real estate agent of A to Z Sports Primetime. He helped me find my dream address without the stress. I have a fantastic house that I bought, the first house I've ever purchased, three-bedroom house in downtown Nashville, right by St. Thomas Sports Park right between St. Thomas Sports Park and Nissan Stadium, and right by the 104.5 The Zone radio station, and with a uh, a third bedroom that Austin and Zach were kind enough to build me a streaming studio in. Perfect. And you know how I got all that done? Because I used the Ashton team. I trusted the best in the business, and they got it done for me at GaryAshton.com. Go check them out. They'll work with you on all of your needs, no matter how long it takes. It took me forever because I'm super picky. And as you guys probably know, I'm difficult to work with. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without stress. Or if you're looking to sell your home, you can sell for more with the Ashton team. So Tristan, Tristan excuse me, asks, could we get Kyle Fuller? And the answer is yes, but you do need to free up more money. So the question that I'm asking you here is which player do you want most to restructure at this point? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. That is the question that we are putting out there for you. Steph Dobbs says Tannehill, as does 305 Fonzo on YouTube. Restructure, restructure J-Rob. Stop being a chicken. Uh, so this is this is a... Uh, This is something that John Robinson is very, very loath to do, uh, which I find, um, you know, not, again, I don't, I am not going to sit here and tell you that I am a financial salary cap expert. I am not a capologist. I don't understand, I don't understand all of the complexities because they are super complex. All of the complexities that go into an NFL contract. I would not sit here and lie to you like that. I would not fake that. You guys would smell it if I tried to fake my way through that. I won't even pretend to do. But at this point, uh, the situation for John Robinson is he's always kind of loath to restructure players. Now, what, what happens in this situation is that he's not interested in borrowing from future seasons, so the cap will not go up as much in the next two years. Uh, it's basically he doesn't want to put himself in cap jail is what John Robinson is trying to avoid. He came on the radio show a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, it, to kick the can down the road, it's a possibility. We can do those kind of things. But ultimately, you can get yourself into trouble 
that way. And so John Robinson at this point, because I've asked around, and even though you have players like Roger Saffold saying, yeah, I'll restructure publicly on Twitter, he said he'd restructure. And then he added a bunch of players who he said, you know, hey, take restructures with me. Um, John hasn't done that yet. He's trying to do all, he's trying to do the finances without having to increase cap hits in later years. And you understand why he's trying to avoid that because, you know, A.J. Brown is going to have a big salary coming, a big contract coming. Jeffrey Simmons is likely going to have a big uh, contract coming. Nate Davis is honestly probably going to have a big contract coming. All of these guys are going to have to be paid. And your quarterback and your running back, their salaries are going to go up. Kevin Byard's cap hit is $15 million this year because he took a restructure. By the way, the Preds have beaten the Florida Panthers 2-1, to so the rare victory for the Preds. Which player do you want to restructure the most at this point? Byard and Lawan says Apollo. Again, Byard just restructured. I don't, I don't think they would ask him to do that again. Tanny Cash says Shrike on Periscope. Lawan for Jesse Norwood. On uh, Facebook, what Lawan would tell you is his his uh, his um, cap hit is five million dollars lower this year than it was last year, and I know that's not going to make you guys happy enough because he's still making thirteen million dollars. But still, Chris Frazier and Az Mick on YouTube want Lawan. Actually, never mind. Roger Saffold. He said he would. He's willing to on Twitter. Again, it's not that these guys are unwilling because uh, they are still going to get their money this year. But at this point, John doesn't seem willing to approach them about it. Uh, it is complicated, um, according to John, and he doesn't seem to want to do that. Ben only has one year left, says Dadson, Dadson Worldwide. Honestly, Ben Jones is a better extension candidate, even though he's thir- in his early 30s, because um, he's making $7 million last year. This year, you could bring down that cap hit if you extended him and lowered the cap hit this year in a way that made it more palatable. Um, and I think that you, John would look at doing something, doing something that first before, uh, before he would approach restructures. Cause again, he has not, you, Brett Kern, honestly, is a good restructure candidate for three and a half million dollars for punter. Brent's Brett's great. He, based on the signing that they made today or that they announced officially today, Morgan Cox, the long snapper, it sounds like Brett Kern could actually get better with a more consistent long snapper, which sounds insane to me. Uh, can I get a hoy, hoy yeah, buck, says uh, Timothy James Gobble. I don't know what it is, but you just got one, so shout out to Timothy James Gobble on Facebook. Uh, does the player have to approve the restructuring? No. The the team can just straight up do it. That is at the team's, uh, that is at the team's behest is how they would get those deals done. So the, t- the player does not have to approve that deal at this point, or that restructure at this point, they can just uh, they can just do it and move on. Buck is going to say Tannehill in a second, says Mason. And you know what, Mason? You're dead right, because Ryan Tannehill, you could restructure a lot of money, about $20 million worth. Tom Brady just did it with stuff like voidable years. Ryan Tannehill is probably the best Titans restructure candidate. Yeah, we got to keep building. Obviously, um, did some good things this year, but, you know, didn't win this game today, and at the end of the day, you know we're we're here to to try to win a championship, and and put ourselves in position to win a championship. So, you know, we did that by winning the division, and then didn't come out and execute today. So um, every year is a new year. We'll have to have to start over, and uh, you know build through this off season and get ready to go for next year. So that is Slim Shady, a.k.a. your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Or Tannehill's postgame outfits always crack me up. He tra- he dresses like a like a 90s uh, like a, or like an early 2000s uh, pop artist sometimes. Sometimes he looks like a Backstreet Boy. Sometimes he looks like Eminem. Like it cracks me up, the outfits that Ryan Tannehill. But when he wears a suit, he looks fresh as hell. Um, but the, uh, the Eminem get up after the Ravens loss really uh, – <laughs> Really, really made me laugh. But the point is, he can he can restructure and it can free up a ton of money, ton of money for you to go out and make some moves this year. You just want to restructure guys who you don't plan on cutting soon, which would be your quarterback. Now, Lawan makes that pretty interesting because it's not that they would cut Taylor Lawan, but I bet, I bet as early as next season, they would start taking calls on Taylor Lewan because they could get something for Taylor Lewan. 
So that is a situation to monitor. Maybe you don't want to restructure Taylor because you are thinking down the road about how how long you want to keep him around. That is all I will say about that. Not from uh, not from you know just just kind of putting that up, putting that out there into the ether because that is something that is very very much feasible for the Titans to do. I think that if Taylor Lewan plays very well this year, they could probably get a fourth round pick for him in a trade, and that is something that. John Robinson would absolutely explore. They would absolutely take calls on Taylor Lewan. And so to restructure him now would put you financially on the hook or another team that might trade for Lewan, put them more financially on the hook that makes him harder to move. So something to keep an eye on as they explore all kinds of different ideas at this point. Uh, a fourth, says Randy Hunt. I, yes, it's uh, a fourth I think is probably about the best that they could do for him. Uh, yep, Lawan is cheap, $13 million with a $23, excuse me, Lawan's $13 million is a cheap cap hit with a $23 million market. Uh, why is everything in Arabic, says, uh, says King Mofaka? I, I don't know, but I'm a, I'm Egyptian. I wish I could, I wish I could read uh, Arabic. Uh, I, uh, it's probably one of the, one of the uh, most upsetting things from my family, but I do see some Arabic in the comments section which, uh, you know, makes me kind of feel at home, but I can't I can't understand it. So if you guys are trying to communicate with me in Arabic, one, I appreciate you. Shout out my uh, my Egyptian brethren, if you are in fact Egyptian. Um, but I cannot read the Arabic, <laughs> fortunately. Um, I like the uh, Memphis kicker, Riley Patterson. If we can get late in the draft. Uh, yeah, kicker is also a situation. Evan Ferg says, does the fourth include the bus? I mean, it would have to. because He spent a lot of money to go get the bus. Do the Titans still get comp picks if they cut players and then the player resigns elsewhere? Says Teddy Foth. I mean, yeah, their comp picks are already decided for this year. Um, and because they let Jack Conklin walk in free agency. So it's basically free agents that you let walk. It's not guys that you cut. Uh, John Melton, Riley Patterson's my guy. Go Tigers. Uh, so Ronnie Schneider's talking to John Melton, not me. I don't think John realizes this new salary cap brought to life the realization that he has overpaid the wrong players for some time now. And it's prevented us from having an elite team. I, Jordan, I disagree. I think, uh, I think he ended up. Uh, he put up. He put a team together that uh, he put a team together that made it to the AFC Championship game and was, you know, had a ten point lead over the Super Bowl winners that year. And then Rashawn Evans missed a tackle, and Patrick Mahomes broke you over his knee. Like uh, that's it. It was an elite team, but that playoff run was sure as hell elite. So. That's kind of the run that you build towards. That's a tough spot uh, for uh, for situations uh, for uh, for you to put him in. Buck, uh, so Buck, you're African. Egypt is in Africa, right? Says touchdown talk, touchdown talk on YouTube. Um, you know, I am uh, I am. If you wanted to categorize me like that, I guess I would be North North African. Uh, but I am, uh, I listen, my dad, God rest his soul before he passed away. What he would say is, uh, uh, we, we, <laughs> because, you know, Egypt is, uh, is in the middle East and not that you, you guys are in the middle of Titans, uh, contract talks and not that you care about my background, but, um, my dad would say, uh, you, you we are, we are, uh, we are not, we are not, we are not Arab. We are Egyptian. <laughs> I miss, uh, you know, my dad was the shit. I miss him very much. Um, but, uh, you know, Egyptian to my core, 100%. What happened to that fat kicker that dinked us into the division title? Said, uh, said Dion, uh, yeah, he got waived. And right now the only kicker on your roster is Texas sports. Uh, no, I just read Texas sports 1015. The only kicker on your roster is not Texas sports 1015. It's Tucker McCann. Uh, so at this point, Tucker McCann is your kicker moving forward until perhaps you re-sign Steven Goskowski. And maybe because you have a better long snapper this year, Steven Goskowski would be more inclined to come back for a 15th season. Uh, what's the best uh, wide receiver, second wide receiver on free agency? Man, I don't know. Will Fuller's gone. Uh, Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones is gone. Kenny Galladay is uh, probably gone. Uh, um. Who else is out there? Or no, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. AJ Green is gone. Like he's straight up, like not around. 
at this point. Uh, Gost was a lot better at the end of the season, says Troy Wood. Yeah, it got a lot better once Goskowski just got comfortable. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, Griffin, thank you for reminding me, but he's he's not going to be out there. Austin Hall says T.Y. Hilton. Um, yes, but I'm kind of considering him out of the uh, out of the running um, because the Colts want to bring him back. Touchdown talk says Kenny Stills. They had a chance at Kenny Stills last year when he was out on waivers, and they weren't in, they they didn't even explore the possibility of bringing Kenny Stills in. Patterson from the Bears is out there. Uh, it depends on how you use him, right? There, there is versatility there, but he's really not a wide receiver. He's basically a special teams player. Josh Reynolds, very underrated, says Brian Comer. I know Teron Davenport, our good buddy from uh, from ESPN, has been uh, has been very high on uh, on Josh Reynolds as a prospect. But at this point, Sammy Watkins also out there. I would be shocked if Sammy Watkins was the move. But at this point, they're just kind of letting the market play out. And these dudes aren't getting paid very much, by the way. So they're very affordable. And if you do make moves to restructure, I mean, you could pay Juju. But I think that would be you have a lot of needs elsewhere. And Juju just does not. I just don't think it makes a ton of sense financially, but I didn't think that they had eighty-two and a half million to give uh, to give um, Bud Dupree this offseason. They made it work. So what you know, I will not say anything uh, from a point of ignorance about the salary cap at this point. Uh, Haywood Jeffries, you guys are just lobbing names in here at this point. Uh, I, I, at some point, I will. I'll, I'll tweet if you guys want me to. I'll tweet out a, a list of available wide receivers. And you can follow me at Buck Rising, just as it's spelled below me. So let's wrap up tonight's show because it's almost nine o'clock. We've been talking for uh, damn near an hour, and I have talked. Uh, I have talked so much this week. By the way, tomorrow, if you're talking with me on the radio show, the radio show is only going to be an hour because we are being preempted by college basketball March Madness. So John, uh, John Reed, the big dog, the big homie from Fox Sports Knoxville, he'll be on with me, and we'll talk all things Vols basketball at this point. None left. We're going to throw to Kern, says EA Domino. Yeah, Anto- Antonio Brown is still out there, Kenneth Davison, uh, but no thank you. Anyway, let's move on. This is a free site, the best thing that I saw on the internet this week. Now, it seems like 100 years ago uh, with all the NFL news, since Drew Brees retired, but I want to know what your favorite Drew Brees memory is because I found an exceptional video that Warren Sharp tweeted out earlier in the week when Drew Brees retired, and I think that we need to talk about Drew Brees because we haven't talked about him at all. Uh, this is a free site. What's your best or your favorite Drew Brees memory? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. We would be happy to hear from you in that way. Uh, oh, here we go. Taylor Lewan, by the way, says, me and Will Compton finding out some solid news. Stay tuned. It sounds like there may be a return from the boy, uh, Will Compton. We will see if he ends up back on the Tennessee Titans roster. I think that would be a good move. But in the meantime, what's your favorite Drew Brees memory? Katrina talks, says Josh Sabata. Uh, we will talk about it together here on A to Z Sports Prime Time for the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios right after I tell you about Brymac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. That is what they promise you at Brimac.com. They can take care of you commercially. They can take care of you residentially. It's a family-owned business here in Middle Tennessee. They have three locations in Middle Tennessee, the main location in Clarksville, but they can service a wide uh, uh, area here in the Mid-State and in Kentucky if you are somebody who views with us from Kentucky because I know we have a few Kentucky Titans fans that frequent the comment section, brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brymac Mechanical. What's your favorite Drew Brees memory? Because what? Uh, who Drew Brees beat in the Super Bowl, says Shrike? Well, he beat Peyton Manning, if I remember correctly, in the second Super Bowl that uh, that the Colts went to. Um, talk Vols basketball. Their coaches choke and march into discussion. It's free agency, Buck, says Mason, yeah, but I'm on for an hour and the Vols play tomorrow. I mean, I'm got I and I've talked NFL all week. Literally 3 hours a day on the radio show. I think we've talked NFL free agency every day here on primetime, so at least 5 hours on primetime. I talked about it for an hour on the 615 sessions podcast and I've done a bunch of radio hits for other shows about free agency. I, I get it, but they play tomorrow. Like at some point we got to talk about the local basketball team. You know what I'm saying? And I'm only on for an hour tomorrow. So if I had three, I'd probably talk more NFL free agency than anything. But tomorrow's going to be Vols basketball. So you'll tune in then. Uh, 
Your favorite, uh, your favorite Drew Brees memory. I know you hate my Wildcats, though, says Brad Def. Yes, I hate Kentucky. Hate them, hate them, hate them to my core. I also hate Purdue, which is where Drew Brees played college football. But the thing that I remember most about Drew Brees is when they would do those sports science segments. And Drew Brees' accuracy against an Olympic archer is something that you absolutely have to see for yourself. From 20 yards away, can this NFL quarterback sling it as precisely as a world-class archer? Drew, it's time to take aim. already hit an amazing six out of six bullseyes, which means if he doesn't hit another one, he's still more accurate than an Olympic archer. Drew's hit nine out of nine. Can he run the table and hit a perfect 10 out of 10? Amazingly, four of his 20-yard darts hit in the dead center of the bullseye. And Olympic archers? They hit the dead center only once out of every 10 arrows. Each is released at 52 miles an hour with an identical six-degree launch angle. Drew releases the ball spinning around its long axis at almost 600 RPM. That's as fast as an air wrench spins a lug nut off a NASCAR tire. Wobble occurs as the ball spins slightly off axis. It's the small circle the nose traces in the air. Surprisingly, a little wobble is necessary to keep the ball on target. And this is the amazing secret to Drew's accuracy. His passes have just the right amount of wobble. Three small wobbles for every five spins of the ball. Too much wobble is noticeable when that small circle the nose makes gets too big. A 30-yard pass with a wobble that's more than four degrees off axis can veer off target by a full five feet. Drew Brees, absolutely wild accuracy. Wonder how many Mariota would have hit or Locker says he's a monster. Well, that's just taking shots. Now, something before we end the show that I think you guys are going to find pretty interesting because uh, Jacob Neal brought this to my attention on Facebook. Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle has just put out contract details uh, about Jayon Brown's contract and what was reported by NFL Network as one year $5.25 million. Aaron Wilson is saying that it's three years for Jayon Brown. So that flies in the face of what was originally reported. Now, I'll read you the contract details because this kind of uh, this kind of uh, new drinking game, every time Buck's phone vibrates, take a shot, you guys would be dead. Like, you you wouldn't, you wouldn't literally wouldn't last five minutes. My phone is insane. Um, and it's why I have basically an iPhone 12 tumor growing in the back of my, size tumor growing in the back of my head. But let's let's stay focused here in a second. Um, here is, here is the reporting from Aaron Wilson on the contract details. Now, what was reported is a one year, 5.25 million deal by Tom Pelissero, I believe somebody with the NFL network, but here's, here's what Aaron Wilson is saying. Jayon Brown, three years, 5.3, 3.25 guaranteed, 2 million signing bonus, salary 2.05, 1.25 guaranteed up to 1.25 million per game active rock roster bonus, 750,000 playtime incentive. 2022 and 2023 automatically voids if he's on the roster the fifth day after the 2021 league year. So that really complicates uh, the Jayon Brown contract. And you know what? We're supposed to talk to Jayon Brown tomorrow. So we will find out exactly. We're supposed to talk to Jayon Brown. We are supposed to talk. We are going to, not supposed to. We're going to talk to Jayon Brown in a Titans media Zoom tomorrow. So I guess we'll just ask Jayon, hey, are you here for one year? Or are you here for three years? 
at this point and see much, how much of his uh, how much of his contract details that he's willing to disclose. That's very interesting. The rare, rare conflicting report about just straight up how long a player is going to be around. Um, I find that very interesting. Anyway, we'll talk about that at some point. Kenston says, sounds like a one-year deal with voidable years. Yeah, it's so again, 2022 and 23 automatically voids if he's on the roster the fifth day after the 2021 league year. So in that sense, if he's on if he's on the roster, I mean of the league year, we're in the second day of the league year. So if he's on the roster by like Monday, he's on the roster by Monday, then 2022 and 23 automatically void. That's interesting. I'll see what I can, uh, I'll see if I can, uh, you know, I'll see what we'll find out from Jayon Brown tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon. I think we're expected to talk to him sometime between two 30 and four. Cause he's on West coast time, uh, out there in California. But as soon as we find out, we'll let you guys know, uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend. I hope you guys, uh, enjoy yourselves. Uh, if you want to hang out with us on the radio show tomorrow, I'm only on for an hour, but we will be talking a lot of college basketball, given that the Vols will play at 3.30 tomorrow and begin their NCAA tournament run. We hope we will see uh, how far it is that Tennessee makes it. In the meantime, I uh, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Sunday night right here on A to Z Sports Prime Time if you join, don't join us on the radio show tomorrow. But in the meantime, uh, the content machine is going to keep rolling on. And I'm going to try and figure out what the hell's going on with Jayon Brown's contract because it's 9.03, but I can't be tired yet because I got work to do. We'll see you. Oh,